The Chicago Bears fall to the Dallas Cowboys 29 to 49, dropping their record to three and five. The Cowboys move to six and two and a disappointing sequel to what was an amazing Monday night is a very frustrating, disappointing Sunday afternoon game in Dallas. So much to get into here on our Bears postgame show on the Sports Cubicle. I'm your host, Mike Mercado. Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, and Paul Shavari throughout the entire show. And it, this was a crazy game. I mean, where do we even start, guys? This this Dallas Cowboys coming out and their first four possessions scoring touchdowns. You're down by a bunch. You're down 14 points in the first quarter. Then you come roaring back, scoring 17 points in the second quarter. But again, giving up another 14 points points and then you come back after halftime this team we've given a lot of credit for making adjustments the defense didn't have adjustments to be make because they were just getting ragged off by this Dallas offense let's get into some of the numbers here and we can break down this very very interesting fascinating disappointing game Justin Fields 17 for 23 151 yards and two passing touchdowns. You have Khalil Herbert with 16 carries, 99 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields adds to the rushing with eight carries of his own design plays, which was wonderful. 60 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery, 15 touches for 53 yards. In the receiving category, Darnell Mooney with five receptions for 70 yards. You had Keneal Harry, that's right, making a huge impact. Two catches, 24 yards, but a touchdown. And Cole Komet makes an appearance. Two catches, 11 yards, but a touchdown. And Eddie Jackson with an interception. We could jump to the Cowboys side really fast because we have to break down what they did to this Bears defense, which we already knew was struggling and that we had a lot of high helps for after that Monday night performance. But this was a different beast on offense that you dealt with and you saw the outcome. Dak Prescott, 21 for 27. 250 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. You saw him get his non-throwing hand scraped up. That was nasty. Dude can't catch a break, but he found the break in this game. And in the rushing game, this is where the difference was made. And shout-out to the Bears, over 200 yards again rushing. But when you're having Tony Pollard with 14 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns, each one of his carries is averaging almost 10 yards a carry. Dak Prescott has 34 yards himself. Malik Davis, in in to give rest for Tony Pollard, has 23 yards himself. And, you know, this was without Zeke. And C.D. Lamb was doing whatever he wanted. Five catches for 77 yards. And it was Michael Gallup getting four catches. And Dalton Schultz getting six catches. This was a clinic by the Dallas Cowboys offense against this Bears defense. And we're looking at total yards. 442 yards for the Dallas Cowboys. And the Bears had 371 of their own, respectively. 131 passing, 240 rushing. This was a really nice offensive game by the Chicago Bears. 23 first downs, 6 of 15 on third down, 2 of 3 on fourth down. It, it, you know, and where you start seeing the difference when you're going against a team like Dallas, they allowed four sacks, six big penalties, coughed up the ball. Now, they did have the, the ball for 36 minutes, time of possession, compared to 23. This was a good performance by your Chicago Bears offense. And I think that's what's frustrating and also gives a little a, a glimmer of hope if you're a Bears fan because you did see them hang around. 
with this offense, with this Dallas Cowboys offense that is going to be a contender in November, in December, into January. We already know that. And we already know there was a big discrepancy of talent. That was the big thing that jumped off the screen in this game specifically. Just the jump of talent on the other side of the field, whether it was on offense or defense. Micah Parsons made himself known. You know, if, if you missed it, you could check it out all over the universe. We were on the Bears recap show with the great Jerry Rouse on the Rewind Sports 60 live at Dee's Place this past Thursday. And it was a wonderful time. Check it out. The links are everywhere on all the socials. But I told them Micah Parsons was going to make a, a huge impact in this game, even with him having the injury diagnosis heading into it. And sure enough, scoop and score changes the dynamic of that game. A defensive score made by a special player. And then on the offensive side, Dak, we know how special it is. An awesome offensive line for Dallas. Tony Pollard is special. CeeDee Lamb is special. They don't have Zeke there, but Dalton Schultz is special. This is a different level of team. That on the other side, you know, Roquan can only do so much. And if, especially if you're not getting as much pressure on the quarterback as they are on yours. You know, Gordon is being, is being singled out. Valor, uh, uh, Valor is being uh, uh, singled out. Eddie Jackson had interception, but they are being targeted. This young secondary, this Bears team is being targeted. They don't have a run-stop defense. They are, it is a, such a weird place here in the in Chicagoland area. If you're a Bears fan, you've been watching football in the NFC North for as many years as some of you have been, you loyal listeners, or if you're brand new to listening to us here on the Sports Cubicle. This is so weird for a Bears fan or somebody who covers the team to be watching an offense carry this team and look competent. And for the, I, I would say the, the most encouraging thing, stepping away from the negative, if you're, if you're looking for moral wins, if you're looking for things to hang your hat on, this offense is growing. And there are significant things happening, moments happening, tangible things you could look at to say, this is going in the right direction. This stat I got on Twitter from Will DeWitt. Follow him on Twitter at Will DeWitt, W-I-1-1 DeWitt. Justin Fields, since the quote-unquote mini-buy, 330 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 142 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns, 472 total yards, five touchdowns. Think about where we were after the third game of the season, after a game against the Giants or the game after the Commanders. Think about how it was after that Thursday game on Amazon, where you were as a Bears fan, where you were as somebody who was just admiring the team from afar, whether you were somebody from a fan base of anybody else in the NFC North. It was into question what Fields can bring for this Bears team. What Lugetsi can do for this offense and the growth of Justin Fields. And I think they have answered it. Only been a few games. And they have only, they won one, they lost another. But the offense doesn't look broken anymore. The offense looks like it doesn't have the right amount of talent. The same type of talent that a team like Philadelphia has. Where A.J. Brown can go off for three touchdowns. Or DeAndre Hopkins. Or Alvin Kamara, who obviously is a running back. This team has good running backs. But the idea is teams filled with talent. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. These guys are out there, and they have changed the way 
we look at quarterbacks. Change the way we look at Jalen Hurts, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, Josh Allen with Steph Diggs. That it is so important to get these guys a special receiver. Somebody who could change a game, who's a unicorn, who's a matchup nightmare. I like Darnell Mooney. I like Cole Komet. Special, they're good enough to be in the NFL. They're special dudes, right? But in this league, when you want to take that next step, when you want to be where the Cowboys are, where the Bills are, the Eagles are, the Chiefs, you name it, the, the, the Bengals, you need to find special players. This team has a very promising, potentially special talent at quarterback. They have nice running backs. They have an awesome number two or three receiver. They have a, a very good linebacker. But they need to do more. And that falls on Ryan Poles. And it is all going to be on him this coming up offseason. Again, I said this on the Thursday live show over on uh, the Rewind Sports 60 as we were live at these plays. That's right, the Sports Cubicle with Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, Dan Marver, and myself, Mike Mercado. We were live on the air. We are on Roku, on Apple TV, a link on my socials at Mike and Media, of course, here on the YouTube channel at Mercado Airwaves Network. And you could check out the interview, some of it throughout the entire, depending on how pertinent it is, right here on the Sports Cubicle on WCPT 820 AM. That... This Bears team, this Bears front office needs to do right by Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus, and all these dudes who are going to be on this roster when it's a next or the first great Bears team. Because you went into this season knowing you were going to have a bunch of dead money on your cap. You knew you were going to go into the season with a bunk offensive line. You knew that you didn't have the quality of player on offense to help out the quarterback that you're evaluating that may not be your dude, but has done everything in his power to be the best player, to get the best out of himself, to put your team in the best position to win, knowing full well that you did nothing to help him and that he's getting another audition. When the last regime put him in a horrible spot to develop. So yeah, you they get the benefit of the doubt. You got to rebuild your team. You got to start from scratch. You got to get draft picks. You got to get money. Okay, you did it. Hopefully, it, it doesn't cost you long-term with your talent on the field right now that you hope to be along, around for a long time. But you then better come through for them. You better spend money next offseason. You better hit on your draft picks next, uh, next draft. You have no choice. Because the turnaround in the NFL is too fast. You're watching right now the parody of the league. And teams, legends of the game coming and guys rising to new positions. And the ones that we thought we anointed might not be the dudes we thought they were. These are people. Things change up and down. You need to strike when the iron's hot. If Justin Fields is that guy, if he is him, as the youth say, you better strike on it. And you better do right by him. You better do right by that fan base. Because if you expect to build a multi-billion dollar stadium and fans pay as much money for season tickets as you're going to demand, you better come through for them. Because I see on that field a team that doesn't quit, that follows their quarterback, and a coach that knows how to coach hard, and an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, an entire staff that makes adjustments and that has grown eight weeks into their careers. I've seen growth. Maybe, may not be this huge monumental games, 
but it's happening and we're seeing it and we can look back and look at all the changes. And that is something that they can't squander. They can't. Now, before we head out, I, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how can one team look like they did on Thursday, then look how they did on Monday, and then look how they did on Sunday. It's all, first of all, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. And specifically, not even just the cliche of any given Sunday, but it is that league. There is so much parity. These teams are so close. Unless you have, like we've been talking about this entire episode, those special guys that make other people special, you're all the same. So the Commanders, it was a Thursday night, weird game, so much different emotion. And on this mini buy, this Bears coaching staff and these players have really taken to changing and going with the flow and making the proper implements to get the best out of themselves and their team. And they've done that. And it came through on a tough Monday night. Look at, there's a lot of good talent on that Patriots team. It may not be in the quarterback, and they might have been in trouble if Zappi was in there instead of Mac Jones. But the fact remains is that game, they won. And they went against Bill Belichick, who is the, the Palpatine, the Thanos, the Hannibal Lecter of young quarterbacks, of inefficient offenses, making them look even worse, making it their worst game of their career, making it hell on self, hell itself at Foxborough. That's what this guy does. And the Bears found a way to answer. Justin Fields found a way to answer. That running game found a way to answer. That coaching staff did. So you, you, great things to take to then this game against Dallas. Dallas is the perfect example of, yeah, there's a lot of parity in this league, but there are some teams that just have more of those dudes than you do. And that's what the Cowboys have, whether it's on defense or offense. And the Bears and more specifically, Ryan Poles needs to do right by Matt Eberflus to Justin Fields and to this fan base. You, the listeners, needs to do right by them. Evaluate correctly. Draft correctly. Sign the proper free agents. And that's, that's the only way that this gets better. There's a lot of pieces here. The foundation is being built. Now it's up to this front office, this ownership, to not cheap out. And make sure that the multi-billion dollar house that they're trying to build over at Arlington Heights has the amenities. Has all the amenities. And not just in the house, but those players going in there and that staff going in there, that they have all that. Because if you look around the league, why not the Chicago Bears? There's no more excuses. You want to play with the big boys? You want to play with the big dogs? You got to start showing up. You build the foundation. Now let's see what you can do with it. It, it, it's a, a frustrating game, a lot of hope, and I get that there's going to be the whole range of emotions. I don't think I can get myself upset about the actual game of, uh, itself that we saw for those 60 minutes. Just the people in charge. All eyes are on you now, and you better not hide. Shout out to Ryan Pulse. He doesn't hide. He does do interviews. He does talk to the media. But it's almost getting to that point. The season's winding now. We're halfway through, and we've, I, I'm starting, we're starting to make our evaluations. And I think we're all feeling a little bit optimistic about what we see at QB1 with number one, Justin Fields himself. Some other nice pieces. But now the guys who were brought in to make this ship turn around, who did all this, this overhaul, who did this demo job, let's see what they bring to the table. We want to know your thoughts, though, as the Chicago Bears fall to the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. 
29 to 49, moving their record to three and five. Let us know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. I'm on Twitter at Mike M Media. You can follow Devin at Really Devin and Paul Shavari at Paul Shavari. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Single. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.